Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. As always, I'm your host, Zach Weiss, giving you the latest scoop from Cavaliers Kingdom. And right now, life is good on the other side of the drawbridge. The Cavs have won two straight over Miami and Philly. They've won four of five games Overall, they beat Atlanta right before the All-Star break to snap a long losing skid. That was a 22-point win in Andre Drummond's debut. That was actually, I believe, his second game. He played against the Clippers in the 40-point drubbing. Come back, beat the Wizards last Friday. Heat had their way with Cleveland on Saturday. Cavs come right back two days later at home. 19 down through three quarters. It didn't matter. Overtime rolls around, and Cleveland rallies, and they get the W. Big play after big play in OT. Philly comes to town. They're not a very good road team. They didn't have Ben Simmons. They lost Embiid after eight minutes. Spending all that money on Tobias and Horford, yet the two of them unable to lead them to a victory. And, you know, we'll take it. A win is a win at the end of the day. And right now, life's pretty good for those in the land. And, you know, they got a long road stretch coming up later in the year. They'll have a six-game road trip from March 10th to 21st. Then another five-game road trip late in the year on the West Coast. Five games in eight days in April. And finish the year with a game against the Bucks might be tough. They got Brooklyn and Atlanta to close out the season. But how about J.B. Bickerstaff? As we look at the last two box scores for the Cavs and what's been a little different in the comeback win over Miami, Colin Sexton, something we haven't seen from him really at all, or the coaching staff the last two years. He got benched down the stretch. He played 27 minutes. He was a minus 24, 13 points. Wasn't great. Kevin Love at 17 and 14. How about KP? 30 off the bench. Nance with 16 and 8. TT with 15 and 9. As Andre Drummond's got the lesser end of the stick as far as minutes go. And this is just a great team win. Darius Garland with 14 and 7 assists. The Cavs made their free throws when they absolutely needed to. That's a great win. How about Tristan now shooting the three? So is Drummond. Both centers encouraged and shooting them. And in that game, they lost Exum early to an injury, unfortunately. Delhi got only three minutes of action. And now we look to the other night, Wednesday, against Philly. And Delhi coming in off the bench. He logged 25 minutes. He was a plus three, 12 points, couple assists. He always moves the ball well. All five starters with a positive net rating. It was an off day for Jetty Osman, made better by the night of Larry Nance Jr., 13 points and 15 rebounds. He's had big games all season. How about Ante Zizic with 
six points in his seven minutes, but it's the experimenting from J.B. Bickerstaff that's working. He played Larry Nance at small forward, and we're going to talk about that later, but it worked. Jetty was having an off night. He pulled him. Jetty's not usually going to see 16 minutes. Colin had a great bounce back with his 28 points, also hitting 8 of 9 at the charity stripe. And things, things were good. And his last two games, we've seen much better play from Cleveland. We'll see how many minutes Zizic gets tonight in their game with the Pelicans. Going to be tough to slow them down with Zion and Drew Ingram. They got Lonzo Ball. You know, Derek Favors has been a good big man for them. Well, KPJ off his 30-point night had just five points, five rebounds, but he did dish out six assists, proving himself as a terrific passer. Kevin Love had just 13 points, but he had nine boards and six dimes. Tristan had a double-double of 14 and 13, but yeah, you know, under J.B. Bickerstaff, we're seeing a renewed energy level, something I was very wrong about coming in. And you love to see it. They're playing good, hard basketball, and it's fantastic. Okay, so back to Larry Nance at small forward. What's this about? So Larry Nance Jr. right now is playing some good ball on the year. He's averaging about 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Assist total is down from last year. Three-point percentage and make number is up. Scoring is up, rebounding a little down. But, you know, he plays power forward and center for this team. And if you look at his positional breakdown available from Basketball Reference, thank you to them. Uh, if we go to Larry Nance's first season in the league, he was a rookie with the Lakers. First two and a half seasons there. He played 8% of his minutes at small forward, and that was really it. He didn't play it his second year or his third year. Last year with the Cavs, 65% of his minutes came at the center spot. His first stint with the Cavs, 81%. This year, it's been about 56-44 center power forward. But the last two games, he's been at the three spot. He's played good ball. He's doing a great job overall. And it's not something we expected to see. And Nance set a career high with his 23-point scoring effort earlier this season. Tied a career high set last year with seven assists. Made ten shots in a game for the first time. He tied last year's high with three threes. Larry Nance Jr. is a terrific player for the Cavs. He's a very good defender. He's long in the, in the sense that he's able to go up over defenders and yank down rebounds. He plays his role well. No matter what position he's at, he's getting it done. And, you know, eventually the Cavs will find their way back to the playoffs. Look at Nance's age 25 season. When he first came to Cleveland, he averaged 5-5 five and five in about 15 minutes during the postseason in a very different role his per 36 minutes numbers were nice. 11-11-2-2-2. The last three being assists, steals, and blocks. But you, know, you got to love what you see from Larry Nance Jr. The man is solid. And if you actually look at his similarity scores of some players he compares to to this point in his career, he compares to that of Josh Smith. 
Remember Keith Van Horn. Those are the two biggest names. He's got Julius Randle on his list, similar production levels. Obviously, he doesn't have the same statistical impact, but there's that. He was a four-year player at Wyoming, was Larry Nance. And while he was there, he, he was solid. Didn't play as much as a freshman. Went on to average 16 and 8 each of his last two years, while also hitting on a couple of threes. So you love what you're seeing from Larry Nance. And I'm really enjoying him at the small forward spot. And speaking of improvement, Colin Sexton. This man does not deserve to be getting any smack from anybody in Cleveland or around the league. And it's great to finally see ESPN take notice. Sexton crossed over Josh Richardson in the early going of the win against Philly on route to his team-high 28 points. And if we look at Sexton's production, he scored in double figures now in 29 consecutive games. The last time he didn't, he shot 2 for 12. And the team did manage to win that game anyway, by the way. He's made a 3-11 straight games. And in 17 of the last 18, he's hit four plus threes three times in this stretch. And if you go back an additional game, he's done it four times. His outside shot is coming along. He's getting to the foul line and scoring. He was eight of nine last game. As a matter of fact, he's only shot under 80%. Or rather, he's only shot under yeah, he's only shot under 80% a handful of times in the last two months. He's excelling there. He's up to 20 points per game for the year. He's had 26 occasions in which he scored at least 20 points. Or 28 occasions, I should say. Twice going for over 30. He's had eight games of at least five assists. He had nine assists just last week. You're going to call him a ball hog. He's not a ball hog. He shares the ball. He's been coming up with a lot more steals as well. I mean, he's just shooting the ball effectively. He was 9 of 16 last game. He had gone 4 of 10, 5 of 15 the prior to you look at the previous stretch, 8 of 17, 7 of 17, 9 of 18, 11 of 22. Colin is picking his spots effectively. He was plus 18 against Philly. And generally when he plays well, the team plays well, he can get his shots. He's had 30, we mentioned on a few occasions, which he had not been able to do in his rookie year. He has yet to miss a game. Colin Sexton has appeared in every single game since coming into the league. And with this load management movement right now, it's very rare to see a guy actually suit up for their squad every night. Darius Garland's even missed a game for rest purposes. So it's really great to see that he's doing this right now. Got my Sexton jersey pretty early in his career. I'm excited that I will be seeing a couple more Cavs games this year. Both will be against the Nets, one in Brooklyn, one in Cleveland. So a chance to really watch him up close again. Because the only Cavs games I've been to, actually I did see a win last year. Cavs versus Nets. Anyway, getting back to Colin himself. He's playing some great ball, and I really think it's time that the league starts taking notice. There really are a lot of delusional Cavs fans on Twitter that say, bring him off the bench, trade him. He's averaging 20 points per game in his second year in the league. How many other guys are doing that? Look around. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is is close to that, but not there. And we're not going to compare Colin anywhere near to the level that Trey Young and Luka Doncic are at. But that's his competition. Those are the guys scoring 20-plus, along with DeAndre Ayton, who, by the way, was suspended 
for 25 games. That's it. At least that I can, off the top of my head, that's it. This is a tremendous talent that creates shots, and the team is better when he's out there. So say what you will about Colin Sexton. The man can play. So we look at the upcoming schedule. Cavs with a doubleheader coming, so probably no Kevin Love tomorrow night, barring the unforeseen. The Cavs will have had a four-game week. They're at New Orleans this evening. They'll fly back home for an 8 o'clock start against Indiana tomorrow night. And yeah, if we take a look, New Orleans has been hot of late. They did just lose to the Lakers, but they showed their prowess and what they can do along the way. They're 10th in the conference. The Grizzlies right now are struggling. They're trying to overtake them for the 8th seed. They're 28th in points allowed, but they score the 4th most. Very worried about this contest. And you look at who they've got on this team. And you got, you know, Drew Holiday, all-star Brandon Ingram. Onzo Ball's been playing much better. Zion is averaging 23-7 and in his 13 appearances. He's still just 19. Josh Hart's played well. J.J. Redick is shooting 45% from downtown. That's another threat. You know, Derek Favors, 9-10 and 10 a game. So it'll not be an easy one for the fellas, but I'm just going to have to play defense. That's it. They're only going to win this game if they can outscore the Pelicans, and that sounds obvious, but this is a top-five offense in the NBA right now, and life will be difficult in this one. Not going to be easy. You have to see how it all plays out. Not every game is a cakewalk. And even for the Cavs winning back-to-back, hasn't been easy. They had to hold off the shorthanded Sixers and the red-hot Shake Milton. And on the other, in the other game, they were down 19 to Miami. They probably should have lost that one, but the Heat are just not in a good place right now. And the Cavs took advantage of that. Then they got Indiana tomorrow on the second end of a back-to-back. Guys probably going to be tired even flying back home. We'd probably chalk it up as a loss, but we'll see. They have the size to compete with Indiana. They did beat the Pacers on a buzzer beater tipping last year from good old Larry Nance, who got his own topic on today's pod, if go back a couple minutes. So we'll see. Oladipo's not a big threat. I think the, def- the defense, they'll play on Brogdon, will play a big role. And Jetty Osman is going to have his hands full with TJ Warren, a scoring machine. I think he and so we might see a lot of Kevin Porter for his defensive ability, even just as a rookie. We'll see how they manage that contest. When you look past that, you got Utah on Monday, then Boston and Denver, then the Spurs. I'll honestly be happy if we go two and two or even one and three. Those are all hard games. The Cavs played Boston well earlier in the year. And they had a great win over the Spurs back in December. You have to flash back to December 12th. They rallied on the road. Kevin Love hit a late three and finished with 30 and 17. Jordan Clarkson at 25. It's, man, man, do I really miss having Jordan Clarkson around this team, his ability to score. I mean, look what he's done for Utah. I really do hope when the Cavs play the Jazz that on Monday that they get a Jordan Clarkson video tribute. He wasn't in Cleveland long. Parts of two seasons in one full year last year, but he can score. He is an effective ball player right now and was. 
And just hope, just hope that they give him the, uh, the respect he deserves when he comes back. We'll see how the Cavs do with the upcoming games. Just a quick note to close it out on Kevin Porter Jr. Suffered an injury against Minnesota on January the 5th. He came back after missing 10 games for a win against Detroit in which he had 9 points. The very next game he had 21. Slowly but surely he started to come along. Look at his scoring numbers over the next 6 13, 19, 12, 13, 17, 18. He's scoring at will. He was hitting the threes. He's even making his free throws. Then he had a 30-point night against Miami. And it's interesting because he had that hot stretch. He did virtually nothing against Washington before getting ejected. Coming off a good performance against Atlanta. 0 for 5 against the Heat. And then he drops 30. That's what Kevin Porter's capable of. Overall, he's averaging about 10 points, 3 boards, 2 assists. The man can hoop. And I look forward to seeing what he can do in the coming games. So, that'll do it for this edition of Across the Cavs. As always, I'm your host, Zach Weiss. Giving you the latest from Cavalier Kingdom. We will see you soon. Catch us on Twitter, at Across Cavs, or on Instagram. For birthday posts, Cavs updates, and more at Across the Cavs. Until next time, this has been Across the Cavs, a production of Across the Board, and I am Zach Weiss.